Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, well, I can't promise my dog will not bark. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) I can never predict that one, so (laughs) I hope that's okay. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about The Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. So, you thought we were done for the season. We thought we were done for the season. Turns out, not quite. This is the busiest post-season of non-work that we've ever had. I'm exhausted. So Christina Schulman uh, agreed to come and talk to us about this season of Paradise. And of course, for the sake of you all and um, our own curiosity, we had to have a chat with her. We hope you enjoy it. So just about everyone who watched Bachelor in Paradise this summer fell totally in in love with Christina Schulman, including myself and Emma. It's true. Yes. It's true. And we're so very glad to be here today with Christina, at least over the phone, for a very special bonus interview. Thanks so much for joining us, Christina. Thank you for having me. This will be fun. Yeah. <laughs> we hope so. We hope so. <laughs> we know that okay. you've you've been uh, talking a lot about yourself and your relationship, so we appreciate oh, you yeah. doing it once more for us. <laughs> once more. There might be a couple more times. We'll see. <laughs> it's just now all finished, so everyone wants to know still. Yeah. Um, going down. Well, guilty. We definitely want to know. Um, so you've had quite the summer, and it seems like that's been continuing a bit into the fall. How are you feeling now that the show, at least, has wrapped up? Um, so right now, um, I mean, it's been a couple of days, but there's a sense of relief that it's kind of all over because I don't have to um, get anxious or, like, try to wonder um, what's going to be shown next or whatnot, because you never know. Um, so like that kind of, how do you put it? I'm feeling a sense of relief overall now that it's all over, but I'm glad it provided good entertainment for everyone this summer. It's been quite the summer. I mean, deal with the break and filming and all of that. Yeah. You, you really took one for the team. 
<laughs> you can say that. Uh, did you expect, like, when you wrapped filming that, you know, your relationship and the whole drama su- uh, surrounding it would make up so much of the show when it aired back? Oh, I had no idea. Um, honestly, I didn't think my relationship would be uh, uh, one of the center points of this whole season of Bachelor in Paradise. Um, I mean, we had Alexis, who is so funny, and in the past, all the Paradise shows have been, like, summery, fun, and kind of dramatic. But overall, I didn't think this, it would be that serious this time around. So in my mind, there would be Alexis, there would be, like, Jasmine and Raven, fan favorites. So, um, no, I didn't think my relationship would be the one of the main focuses. Yeah, it's been a more um, difficult season in a, a lot of ways, more emotionally painful, I think, it seems like for a lot of the cast, too. Um, and, you know, often viewers are skeptical uh, that relationships that form on Paradise are really very intense and very real because it is such a short period of time. Um, what would you say to people who don't really believe in these relationships? What would I say? Um, whenever you're in a setting where you have to deal with the person basically 24-7, it's really easy to form a quick bond and grow from that. I mean, you find out fairly um, quickly whether you're going to get along with someone or not. And if you do, it's just it's not ideal, but since you're in the same um Place twenty four seven, like it's how do I put it? It's easy to uh, like get those emotions involved because you're constantly talking about them. If you're not talking to the producers, you're talking to your friends and see what they're thinking, making sure you're um, um you're you're trying to. I'm, I'm struggling here, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but how do I put it? Because you in the real world, it's it's dating for a couple of weeks, and then you eventually decide whether you like the person and you start dating. And here you only have so many people that you have to choose from. And if you do find someone you're getting along with or whatnot, you kind of start investing your time in them. And the more you do, the more emotions can involve. So it can become serious really fast. Yeah, that makes let's, sense. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> I always <laughs> sort of compare it to the intensity of like being a teenager at summer camp. Um, that's sort of the closest experience I have to pull from. And it makes me relate to that a little bit. What summer camp? What summer camp? Uh, I went yeah, to like yeah. a, <laughs> I went to like a hippie Jew camp in, uh, oh, God, in Maryland. Amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> um, and obviously, you know, you, you had time, very intense time in paradise, but then you also had this break in filming that, you know, you've spoken about that you and Dean spent quite a bit of time together. How do you feel like that break affected your relationship? Um, it gave us time outside of a camera setting and a lot of other people. So we spent a lot of time with just each other and my dog. Um, <laughs> but it kind of gave you an idea how it would be uh, almost living together. And that was so that happened so fast because first of all he lives in LA and I live in Kentucky so if we were to take it post paradise um we still wouldn't have seen how it was to live together 
So we literally went from zero to 100, just spending some time with each other to basically living with each other for a couple of days. So I think it was too soon, and I think um, we definitely had to pump the brakes going back into a paradise. I just didn't think we'd be landing on the brakes. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times it's it's easy for viewers to forget that people on the show um, won't be able to just live in the same city and date afterwards. And th- as you mentioned, there was a big distance between you and Dean. Do you think that factored into the decisions you guys made in the end? I would say so, because he and I had uh, talks about, like, what if uh, this work was to work? Um, I think... To start off, I think Dean continued to stay on the real-life timeline, setting, dating, like how it would be outside of the paradise setting, which normally it would be, again, dating for a couple of weeks, maybe dating multiple people, and maybe um, picking one in the end. But when it comes to paradise, I had the paradise mindset. Um, I saw that uh, Jade and Tanner worked out, Evan and Carly. So to me, I was like, okay, everything needs to be a little bit intensified if I want to walk out of paradise in a fairly serious relationship, not engagement, but just a serious relationship. So that's where he and I did not um, line up. So whenever it came to like living situations, to him, it was like, oh, well, hold up. To me, it was like, okay, well, I'm open to it. Like either moving or making it work, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I, that's really interesting. I haven't heard anyone in the cast put it that way, but it seems like that happened to a few couples where there was just a mismatch of expectations or maybe mindsets that wasn't quite explicitly communicated. And that made for some of the you know conflict that we ended up seeing. I completely agree. I mean, it was interesting because with, um, I'd say, Taylor and Derek, they kind of started off around the same time as we did, but they went their separate ways during the break. And they, I mean, they talked to each other, they FaceTimed, uh, constantly kept in touch. So whenever they came back to paradise, I think um, they truly decided to pursue their relationship. Uh, while like Dean and I, we, I mean, we stayed together during the break. So in comparing the two relationships in a way, you can see how they played out. Maybe, I, I don't know what would have happened if Dean didn't come back with me, but I mean, it is what it is now. It's just putting it in perspective a little bit. Yeah, it's always easier to look back in hindsight and say maybe this would have worked out better. But um, every relationship is different, too. So Yeah, that's true. Very much so. Yeah. So was was Dean the person you had your eye on going into Paradise? Was there anyone else you wanted to meet? I am so glad you asked this question. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't really – look, I'd, I've heard of the name Dean, but I didn't know who he was going into Paradise. Because okay, so before before we went to Paradise, a couple of us had intro packages they call where they come to your hometown, they film what you've been up to since you're either the bachelor or the bachelorette. So one of the producers who came to see me, she had a list of names and she was like, Well, what do you think about this person, this person, this person? And probably ninety five percent of people she named, I was like, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> and so I told her, like, I wanted to go into paradise, completely open-minded. And that's what I tried to do. Uh, I mean, I, they asked me about Ben Z, and I was like, oh, look, I'm interested in that. So whenever paradise time came, everyone 
when I came down, Dean was already there. And I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> so, and then, then Z came down. I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> um, they were, I mean, both very much attractive, but it came to a point where having conversations with both of these guys, and I just felt more of a connection with Dean almost right away. And honestly, that first day, we ended up talking about our childhood and the struggles of that and how we overcame. So I think that bonded us right away and in a way a little too soon because most people don't talk about that on their first date, you know? Yeah. And I always forget that when you guys met, you know, Dean's big episode where all the viewers understood more about his childhood, that hadn't aired yet, right? Yes. And I... I'm not sure if my relationship with Dean had anything to do with this, but during the break, Dean was actually, I think, in L.A., and he saw his episode, his date air with Rachel. Mm. And uh, I think he saw all the positive feedback he was getting as well. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping that in the back of my mind. (laughs) But, I, I mean, I'm not making excuses now. It is what it is. But it did cross my mind because you, in a way you're, you're looking for almost excuses or reasons why did it turn out the way it did. Yeah, I think and that's I guess only that was natural. One of, my, one of my things that I was like, did that have anything to do with it? So. Yeah, it's hard because you'll never really know, but we can't, we're human. We can't help but look for Yeah, everyone, everyone wants to, to wrap their head around, you know, why things work out a certain way. Yeah. One exactly. thing that we've actually heard from a lot of the women or about a lot of the women is that they were interested in Benzi coming in or they had spoken to him before coming in. But he never really seemed to hit it off that much with anyone on the show. Why do you think he wasn't able to find a love connection in Paradise? Um, whenever I talked to Ben Z the first day again, I think he may have been nervous. He probably definitely was nervous, but it came off. I, I talked to him about this too. And I told him, I was like, listen, when we first sat down, I felt like you were treating me like one of your clients almost just being professional and just kind of, um, picking him off more professional. It wasn't like necessarily, oh, I'm here, I'm interested, and I didn't get the flirty vibe. And I think at that point I was like, uh, well, let's start with friends. And I think that's how it ended up staying. Um, but and maybe that's how it was for other girls. I can't really speak on their part. I can just, I guess, assume. But he did um, have a little bit of a thing with Raven in the beginning. Uh, I don't think that was that when the break happened, coming back. Yeah. So, it's, it seems so long ago now, the <laughs> first episodes of the season. But, yeah, he and Raven did have a thing. Um, but then she met Adam, and it was all over. <laughs> yes. That was, uh, that was an interesting season to be part of, <laughs> yeah. to be there and to see what's happening, what's going on on TV. Speaking of Raven, obviously we saw you guys towards the the end of the season have a little bit of a dust-up. You know, she seemed to be trying to deliver some harsh truths, um, maybe didn't take the most compassionate approach, and you just ended up clashing. Uh, do you think that she did take the wrong approach in in that conversation? And and I assume you guys you guys seem to be still very close friends now. Well, we okay, so we are friends now, and um, at that time, I think 
I wanted um, kind of Raven's input. She's been very good uh, about like I have. She's more of a rational thinker, and it really helps uh, coming going to her and getting some advice. And I think I wanted some comfort, see what she had to say about it all. And whenever uh, she was um, talking to me. It did come off a little bit harsh, but she wasn't saying anything that I haven't really thought of already. I just wanted, uh, looking back now, I wanted her to be a little bit more sensitive, which they don't show. But afterwards, she we did kind of mend things and we talked a little bit more. Um, but at that time, it was just, it, it did not look good. It didn't feel good. And I think I just wanted a friend. And I considered her to be the closest one to me during that time in paradise. Yeah. Um, I mean, it seems like it was a tricky season in part because so many of the men and so many of the women were from the same seasons. So you guys all knew each other going in. Um, there there was an awkwardness about stepping on toes. And then you ended up um, with this romantic rival, uh, Danielle. And she was also really close friends with a lot of your friends who were there. So what was it like for you to not only be sort of competing for Dean's attention with Danielle, but to also know that your friends were also her friends and were supporting her as well. I think that's what made a great season. I mean, having friends, basically <laughs> going against friends, and it did create some tension and awkwardness. But um, it, I think it came down to what everyone, um, what's the word? Kind of like, uh, I can't think of the word. Like, what your, where do your interests line up? Um, so mm-hmm. before Danielle came, we were all hanging out. Alexis was there. Alexis was really good to have because she's so neutral and she's just so much fun. And it released some tension. But when Alexis left, I think that's when clicks started to form a little bit more so. And I would say it was um, Raven ended up leaning more towards I think D'Lo and spending more time with D'Lo because before the argument or the confrontation with Raven and myself happened, at that point, Raven has been spending a little bit more time with D'Lo. And whenever she says, as a friend, I wanted to tell you these things. And in my mind, I was like, well, you haven't been my friend for the past couple of days. Like, you don't even know where I'm coming from, what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling. So I think that's what also made me a little bit more upset. Um, But... It definitely created some tension, but I wanted to uh, focus on my relationship with Dean, and I knew I had friends on this season, but that wasn't my focus, uh, keeping those relation- those friendships, because I was like, after all of this, hopefully these friendships can still survive or, or whatnot, but I wanted to focus on the relationship mainly with Dean, if that answers your question. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it seems like... Um, it's interesting the way you point out about Alexis because it's true. Things really escalated um, between the women, I think, after she left, and um, that makes a lot of sense. But it seems like you all mostly tried to stay on good terms. Um, Are are you still, uh, at this point, are you on good terms with Danielle? Um, We did, what is it, the last thing we did together was the Ellen show, and I mean, it was awkward, of course, but it's not like we can't talk to each other or just like side-eyeing each other. We're cordial, but we can be in the same room. We we have to. Um, 
considering we run in like in the same circle, hang out with the same. Uh, and at this point, looking back now, obviously feelings are getting a little bit more removed from the love triangle. So it's going to be a little bit easier to start talking to each other and maybe being friendly. That I think that awkwardness will always be there a little bit, but we'll have to get mature and get over it. Yeah, and time certainly makes those kind of things easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you've both been through like an incredibly difficult experience together. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with a lot more about how Christina is doing after the show. If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't, (laughs) turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired the robe and it is like the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. 
Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, high Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an article girly, like every room of my house my house, my apartment, <laughs> you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season yes. again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really like elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it. So comfortable, so chic. Also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning link Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for three weeks, and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com 
slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. You know, obviously we heard on, on the after show that the confusion surrounding both of your relationships with Dean didn't end after filming ended. Um, what what happened there, if you're comfortable talking about it a little bit? So after, obviously, like, I left a couple of days before everyone else did. And then when I had an idea the show was finishing up, I got a text message from Dean asking if he wanted to talk. And I was like, what do I do now? Do I even open that door of talking to him? And I decided, okay, maybe we need more closure typing. So at some point, I think we decided to maybe chat a little bit more, but I wasn't aware that he was still having interest in D-Lo. Um, and when he pursued that interest, I backed off because I was like, I'm not about to be, again, flip-flopping, like where he's interested in both or whatnot. Like my emotions were too invested and we were too deep of a quote-unquote relationship for me to continuously be okay with him just dating. So I had to remove myself from that. Um, I think she pursued a relationship with Dilo for a little bit. I'm not sure for how long, whether it was anything serious or not. But eventually, um, I think he got in touch with me again. So it was. I had to tread very carefully because I didn't want to uh, fall into the, the trap again, if you can say trap of being <laughs> You can. Ugh, Deanie babies. Oh. He, needs, he might need to do some soul searching, I think. I think um, looking back now and knowing him a little bit better, I think it does come from being a little bit young in relationships like, because he's, he's very intelligent. He is very aware of other people's emotions, but he doesn't want to hurt them. So he tends to just like give a roundabout way answer instead of just directly telling someone. And... Yeah, I've I've certainly um, experienced that quality in in people that I've dated, and it's incredibly frustrating. You kind of just want to shake someone and say, like, at the end of the day, the woman's going to respect you more and feel better about you a few weeks out if you're just honest, rather than yes. doing this like quote unquote nice guy thing that ends up being meaner in the end. Yes, and I think that kind of left room for interpretation to the viewers, like. He he's a player or he doesn't just he's string everyone along. Um, if he was just honest from the beginning and maybe like hard truth, I think it would have been a little bit different. Yeah. So. It's interesting. I remember when he was having his big um, bachelorette popularity wave. Um, he said, I think on maybe on Ben and Ashley I's podcast that he had once stayed in a relationship for like a year and, but that he didn't love her. And they were like, why? And he said, she was just so great and I didn't want to like upset her. It was just the weirdest thing. And then we really saw that play out that in a terrible so way. Wrong. So <laughs> yeah. wrong. I'm so many levels. I mean, you're hurting the person. Just yeah. because like it's easy for you and it's a good relationship. Like that person's also spending a whole year with you. Right. Yeah. They're investing their time into something. Yeah, exactly. It was, it seemed odd at the time, but then after what happened on Paradise, um, it makes a lot of sense in retrospect. Um, but he did say um, 
on the show eventually that he was in love with you. Were you aware of that? Yes, kind of. I didn't. Be, okay, so I think it was before the guys were giving out the roses. That night, he and I had a couple of conversations, and they were fun, easy. But at some point, it got a little bit intense where he was uh, telling me about his feelings. And I just kind of, like, didn't show this conversation. But I think I was in a state of shock a little bit. He went on to say, he was like, I just find myself, like, drawn to you, just watching you, having fun and all of that. And you have no idea how many times I want to say those words to you or something along the, along those lines. And I just stood there. I was like, I don't know how to answer to this. I don't know what to say. So I just kind of let it go. So whenever he said that at the end, um, it was a little bit of surprise for him to, to see him that emotional and just say it for millions of viewers. But um, it was kind of good to hear because I, I thought he did. And to, validate my thoughts I think it was good yeah I was gonna say like, it, makes, it yeah. makes me feel like I I was investing my time into something that I wasn't just like blindly be like oh I just want to get him because I truly believe in in, in him again and and what we could have so I think I was investing how do you put it I was investing my time into something right it, it confirms that like you weren't just completely yeah. misreading the situation thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> Um, my words are not the best no no, no you're right. yeah you're everything you said has been super interesting obviously the public response to you and Danielle and Dean has been very intense and we saw that Danielle posted on Instagram sort of alluding uh, a little bit to the way that she's kind of been been vilified on social media because of the way the show th- showed things play out how do you feel about the intensity of the public response to, to all three of you? It's interesting. Look, I tried to think about it because um, the audience, the viewers, they are tuning in every summer to watch this show, to watch this show for the drama. And there's uh, the show sometimes highlights the good qualities of the people, sometimes the bad qualities, and maybe in this case, may, uh, Delos and maybe Dean's um, characteristics, qualities were highlighted in a negative way. And people still tune in to watch this, but yet hate on their social media for it, which I don't understand, and I think it's unfair. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, everyone has something bad to them, something good. And unfortunately for some of the cast members, more of the, their negatives were highlighted than positive. And I just, I, I don't understand and I don't like that the public, um, the viewers are taking their time to write hateful comments on others' social media. Yeah, it's important and really easy, I think, for Bachelor viewers um, it's really easy for them to forget that there are real people that they're watching, but um, it's true. You guys are real people, and you read those comments. And uh, I do understand we nice. all went on a TV show for the <laughs> nation to see us, but at the same time, again, we do have feelings. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a limit, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, and uh, I think it's. Um, 
has it been easier for you, do you think, than for Danielle and Dean, or have you gotten a, a pretty fair amount of backlash? Um, definitely not fair amount. I've gotten, uh, I do get messages here and there, and um, you sometimes you just have to get a backbone and just ignore them. As long as you know for yourself that you're a decent person and you're happy with yourself, it's just public opinion. Um, the opinions that do matter is your closest friends and your family. Um, but they, they definitely have gotten a lot of backlash. And if anything, maybe uh, whenever majority is seeing that and agreeing with that, maybe that is an issue. Um, and maybe it's a way to learn from it. I'm not sure how to necessarily say that. Say that. But then again, they're going based on their... Um, what was portrayed on the show. Right. It's it's just a complicated thing to navigate. And of course, there is a line between criticism of behavior and just being totally awful and, across, and you know, crossing a line with how you're talking about another person. And often uh, people on the internet do not strike a good balance. Some people feel very strongly, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you know at this point, having, having point, done this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at some point, I think I even went um, on Delo's page because somebody wrote a comment and tagged me on it, too. And it was a hateful comment. And I actually responded to it. And I said, I don't appreciate just because, like, you're in disagreement with someone in this case, it could be Delo. I responded, I said, I still don't appreciate the hate. Thank you for the support, but there's no reason to be this hateful. Um, I think that comment was deleted by Delo, but it's still like sometimes I do go and I try to stand up because just because it's support doesn't mean you have to hate on someone else. Yeah. That, that must be weird being tagged into drama. Like yeah, that. you're like, I want no part of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So it seemed like on the after show there was um, a bit of an eye-opening moment for you and Danielle about the extent of um, how much Dean had been pursuing both of you. And that was just a couple weeks ago. Um, was that new information to you at the time? Um, not really. Mm. I think I was kind of aware of everything that was kind of going on and maybe that has something to do with Dean being somewhat open with me. Um, it's just, it's still, it's for better, for lack of a better word, I think that's how it goes. Like it still sucks because like he's still choosing between the two. It's like make up your mind. But then again, we put ourselves in that position for him to have a choice. That's what I was saying. Like at some point I had to remove myself and let him just, I guess, date d so where does where does that stand now? Where do you stand with Dean? I'm trying to be friendly because, like, understanding him a little bit more and what he was trying to do. Like, yes, it hurt me in the process a whole lot, but I try to see the best in people. I'm not naive about it. I know it was still wrong, and there's no excuse for those actions, but I'm trying to understand where he was coming from. So I'm trying to stay friendly with everyone. Um Again, I'll I'll be seeing him as well as D'Lo in the same bachelor circles, events. So I don't want there to be too much awkwardness if we continue the chat uh, chatting. 
Are there ever times when you're like, I'm just checking out of Bachelor Nation? This is too much? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I've had many of those moments. <laughs> but you persevere. Yeah. <laughs> and at <laughs> least you got to meet Ellen. Was she like a perfect, oh, beautiful angel? Yes. Yes, yes. It's so weird because like when I was in high school, which was many years ago, I would, be, I would watch Ellen and I would think to myself, like, you know what? One day I will be on that stage. And it was wild to think that she personally asked me to be on her stage. And being there, sitting in a moment with her, she has this warmth about her that makes you feel comfortable and just want to tell her things. And just have a conversation <laughs> with her. She's very lighthearted. Um, it was wonderful. Yeah, she has an amazing ability. I was watching the segment when she's talking to the three of you and she's asking these, like, awkward questions but it's just so charming yes i didn't like i knew it was going to be awkward just sitting on that couch with dean and dilo but i was like i have ellen and this is supposed to be fun and lighthearted. as awkward <laughs> as it is as awkward as it is it's supposed to be <laughs> lighthearted. yeah i mean i guess that's how you become one of the greatest talk show hosts of all time you just make awkward situations feel relaxing for your guests <laughs> that's really good yes. yeah i need to learn how to do that <laughs> you're good <laughs> you're, I'm, here. I'm pretty comfortable right now oh good like, yeah. okay so a success story for us <laughs> so there has been some um there have been some rumors or more just uh excitement um hashtags people want to know if you would ever be the bachelorette is that something you would consider I probably would when the time came to it. When it, um, I mean, right now they're focusing on The Bachelor, and there's going to be a, a whole lot of new girls, women coming in, and they may have a strong candidate there as well. Um, it just, it, with time, time will tell. But The Bachelorette seems like a really hard role, place to be in, but um, it's emotionally... Um, it looks like it would be emotionally very much challenging. So I've done all of that on Paradise, so I don't know how much harder it can get. Yeah. <laughs> it would but probably I mean, be a- it would be it would be really hard, like hurting guys' feelings going along. The more emotion is invested. Yeah, so. it seems really it seems really difficult to be the lead of one of these shows. <laughs> I wouldn't know. So yeah. <laughs> well, you maybe were- if the hashtags. You know, yeah. continue. Maybe one day, you will. <laughs> Maybe I'm not like I'm not relying on the Bachelorette to find someone or another Bachelor show. You yeah. know, like if I'm still in a place in my life where I'm still trying to find someone, then great. But if I have someone that I'm completely head over heels for in love, whatnot, obviously I'll be passing up on the opportunity. Yeah, yeah I think that sounds that sounds wise. And someone who just happened to be still available and looking for love um, is our new bachelor, Ari. Do you do you have thoughts about him? Will you be watching? Um, I probably will be watching. Just I don't know. Have you thought it's, about so going on the season? It's different to watch it this time around, knowing what happens when the filming takes place. Mm. So I don't think I can watch through the same eyes but it's i mean ari what is it he's from emily season 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, five years later, still looking for love. <laughs> um, <laughs> Have you ever met him? I've never met Ari, but I just um, seen some things on social media again, and it's—I don't—I don't really like to form a full opinion of someone that I haven't met. But whenever you have screenshots and um, hard evidence about a person, it's hard not to form an opinion. Yeah, we've heard some some mixed opinions about him, so it'll be interesting to see how this season goes. So it's safe to say you won't be showing up to throw your hat in the (laughs) ring for Ari. Nope, you will not see me there. (laughs) You will not see me. Also, it might be nice to be able to uh, tweet about a show that you're not on. Absolutely. I'm going to have a lot of fun with that. (laughs) It'll probably be really liberating. Um, Well... Thank you so much for chatting with us. We had such a great time. Um, And we are excited for you that your 15 minutes of being tortured by being on Bachelor in Paradise (laughs) is finally over. Yeah, and you'll you'll have to come back on the podcast next season so you can um, make jokes about people that aren't you and your closest friends. There we go. Yeah. I just, I think overall, I mean, yes, as difficult as it was being on the season of Paradise and watching yourself back, I've gotten an overwhelming amount of messages from a lot of the girls saying they were in Dilo's position, they were in my position, they've all, we've all had a dean in our life. So it's here, it's good to hear their stories. And also, um, when girls are reaching out saying, like, thank you, like, that gave me strength, what I'm going through. So it's, it's very good. I think my, in a way, my purpose was served to help others. I was that's yeah. even though it's very emotional for me. It helped others, and I like that. Yeah, yeah. it certainly uh, brought up a lot of interesting conversations, and I think a lot of viewers really did relate to your situation in at least some capacity. And we did. Always, yeah, we did. We did. We had a lot of uh, good conversations about it. So, you know, we thank you for your service. There you go. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, thanks guys for having me. Yeah. And anytime. And uh, if you're ever through New York, of course, come uh, say hi. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. I do so much better with these in person. Because I can like interact with you. Yeah, it's it's more fun all around. Um, yeah, we finally got we got Derek and Taylor in in the studio last week, and it was it was great in person. We how amazing are they together? I watch their stories, and I'm laughing like laughing so much. (laughs) Oh my, so cute! They're so cute. It was great to see that interaction. Um, you know, in real life, not just on TV, and they were they were really funny together. We had a great time. Absolutely. I mean, at some point I was watching them, um, not like watching, but I saw them. It was in paradise and they were on the beach and they were like, Taylor was running and she was trying to do this dirty dancing move. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this is so cute. <laughs> like, this is paradise for them. That is amazing. And I'm sad that we didn't get to see that. Yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. dirty dancing is like the pre-paradise situation because it is at a summer camp. Uh, yeah, family, Ooh, a family yeah. retreat camp. Like, they used to have a lot of those in the, in the 60s, I think. Also, I've never <laughs> dated someone who could lift me in the air like that. So I'm missing out on a lot of experiences. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we all, we all deserve, uh, you know, a little dirty dancing once in a while. There you go. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Christina. This was really fun. And, yeah, come on again. Yeah. 
Yes, thank you, guys. <laughs> and that's it for here to make friends. <laughs> you can leave that in, Nick. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest, Christina Schulman, and of course, our producer, Nick Offenberg. You can find Here to Make Friends on Apple Podcasts to subscribe and make sure you don't miss any more off-season bonus episodes or the beginning of our next season. Stay on top of things and, you know, subscribe, give us a rating and review. It helps people find our show. And you can find us both on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. Or you can send us an email at heretomakefriends at huffpost.com. We are actually taking a little break now, um, probably. But you never know when we'll pop back up on your radar with some bonus content. So, you know, keep your eyes peeled. Keep your subscription ready. Don't relax too much. <laughs> Tito's Handmade Vodka had been mixed with its fair share of cocktails. But one night, a chilled glass topped with lime and cranberry would change everything this bottle knew about happy hour. From the producers of America's Favorite Vodka, it turns out the cocktail you've been waiting for was right there the whole time. The Tito's Rom Cosmo. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll sip with Tito's. Coming to cocktail parties near you at titosvodka.com. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.